This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City. With John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. This is your Sunday night with Speed City. We are still hungover from yeah, the literally. enormity of the Formula One United States Grand Prix right here at Austin at Circuit of the Americas. This is John Massengill sitting in studio with Jonathan Green. And Les Kaiser has the night off. He's still recovering from the USGP. <laughs> it is like a mental hangover. I mean, when oh. you have that many people, 400,000 people came over three days. I'm still just gobsmacked. Yeah, stunned. The, the headlines that followed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were just unbelievable. I mean, let me just read some of these headlines, right? Uh, the day Austin put uh, F1 on the American map, uh, Formula One's U.S. growth, NASCAR's decline in one startling weekend. Feels like America has accepted Formula One, says Lewis Hamilton. F1 saw its best ratings yet for the USGP and outrated NASCAR in the younger demos. I mean, these That's headlines, really important. Too. Yeah. yeah. That, that, one, that doesn't surprise me, though. No, but it it stood out to me as the significance of that. Well, Formula One, and we know this for a fact, have worked on that youth program. I mean, just the press conferences alone, that was something I noticed, which I, you know, unless you're on site, you wouldn't notice, but they have kids asking questions, and the the questions were better than any of the journalists. Oh, no, those were Which Batmobile would you have? What weapons would you have? Yeah, what (laughs) weapon would you have if it was a video game? And you, you remember that survey that F1 released just a week before the USGP, in fact, just a few days before, and they were they surveyed 170,000 people across the world. The biggest thing that I saw from that is that the average age of the respondents to that survey fell from 36 years old in 2017 down to 32 years old. And here's the other one. Female partition, per- participation almost doubled in that four-year mm-hmm. span. They have literally – I mean, those those shifts are seismic shifts in demographics, in ratings like that. Well, and also, um, you're dealing with a circuit that hasn't had a major event, really. I mean, all right, MotoGP, but you know what I mean. Hasn't had a major Formula One event in two years. That could cause people to go, uh, not following it anymore, or whatever, or wane. But the other thing is, Europeans weren't allowed to travel. A large percentage of the audience at Coda, uh, each and every Formula One race over the last decade, has been foreigners traveling to America. They love to come to America, love to come to Austin. They know about Austin through South by and ACL. So they come, but they couldn't because it's against the law, effectively. Um, they don't open until, I think, November something. So, you know, no question about it that this was purely an American audience and the economic impact was greater than in 2019. And um, roll on, I say, fantastic. I mean, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. The Americans are bought into it. And, and, and the proof is it wasn't a bunch of foreigners coming here to watch their sport. It was a bunch of Americans to go and watching a new sport for them. Yeah. Uh, from the people that I saw that were like, there was a couple, I think it was, um, it was one of the F1 hosts on one of their internet shows. It wasn't Buxton, but they said they, they said something like, hey, out to the crowd. Hey, who's here? From the United States or for the first time and, or something like that. And it was a massive number of people. Now, these are all anecdotal. You know, the study they did is not because it's clearly an organized study. But the fact that that it just felt very much American. You you know, the, so we had we talked to some of the journalists who flew in and they said that the international desk in the airports were empty. Yeah. They said it was just a weird feeling. So, I mean, this is a. This is a, a truly stunning shift. Uh, yeah, a seismic shift. There's no yeah. question. And, you know, like I said, 1.2 million fans on ESPN. That's the largest audience um, that they've had. Um, in, you know, in a number of years. Not the yeah. longest ever, but close to it. Hmm. 
but last time it was like Indian two thousand whatever that was nine or something like that. It, but it but it's a a huge number. And remember, F one was up against the NFL all day. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And against NASCAR. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So had you not been against both of those, no telling how big it could have been. And how many we we were going through the Twitter threads. I thought it was interesting how many people watch Formula One and NASCAR on a different uh, either tablet. Or some would say, I watched the Formula One race and then took the second half of the NASCAR. So what I like about that is that instead of this sort of uh, myopic view of I'm a NASCAR fan and I'm a Formula One fan, these are motorsport fans. Yep. And that's what's important to me because I really do think that the, this world is open to and motorsport is open to that fraternity. If it goes fast, bring it on, you know? Yeah, that was very surprising. How many people were fans of both? And I think that... I mean, it doesn't surprise me, really. I mean, if you're a fan of, of F1 or NASCAR, you're a motorsport, you're a gearhead, you're going to be a fan of the other more than likely. I mean, I, I realize that you, you when you think of the audiences, you think very differently here in the United States anyway. But I think that's that's going to continue to grow in that in that vein. I'm just looking at some of the uh, some of these other headlines. Right. And by the way, we were going to have. Bobby Epstein on the show. We texted. He's gone on holiday. Yeah, he was like, ah, I think I need some time. I don't blame him. Yeah, because, no, he's gone. Yeah, that, that, that's that got to feel fantastic for those guys to have such a, a massive crowd. Uh, but looking at some of these other headlines, Jonathan, um, F1, let me look, let me just show you, talk about some of the ratings that we were talking about, that, that NASCAR had 1.2 million, and uh, Xfinity had 1.3 and this was not a, not head to head, but the NASCAR Cup was head to head. They had two point one million. And remember, F one was on ABC. Yeah, good point. And so that's a big difference too. And that's significant too. Yep. That that tie in between ESPN and ABC uh, is important to both Formula One and to the growth in the sport because you do need. Uh, and NBC were really good at this. You do need a network that opens it up. That's what exactly what happens with the five hundred. You know, you you watch it on NBCSN for the year, and then it goes to the big big network. Fox do the same. Um, you know, that's the way you run it. You run it on your cable network for the year, uh, and then when it comes to the big events, and I hope eventually, if it stays with ABC and ESPN, we see all the North American events on national TV, and that's Mexico, Brazil, uh, and anything that's in Canada, obviously Austin and Miami. Yeah, think about next year. We have. Look at all the North American races. Canada, Miami, you Austin and Mexico. It is this is going to be awesome. Hey, you know what? We have our first guest on the phone. Very excited to have Tony Perella on the phone. He's the boss of Trans Am, SVRA, and FR Americas and the F4 Championship. But you know what? Let's let's do this, Jonathan. Let's get in a really quick break and then we'll have an unbroken segment with Mr. Perella and be able to go into all of this with awesome. him and talk about the big event. We got more racing at Coda coming up this weekend. This weekend? So, that's right. So we'll talk all about that with Tony Perella after this quick break. You listen to Speed City back after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hi, I am an official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I'm here to say it's time to get personal, people. Tell the world who you are with a personalized plate from MyPlates.com, like me. I'm talking favorite color, favorite team, favorite charity, and, of course, favorite state, Texas. Add your own message, and then the magic really happens. I'm the official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I want to be your license plate. Go to MyPlates.com and order me today. Now that's what I'm talking about. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Austin's Talk 1370. I want candy. I want candy. Hello, I'm Jenny Gow from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Welcome back Halloween night with the... Traditional Halloween Candyman didn't pull it off today. The number 18, Kyle Busch. Oh, that's right. But I tell you what, somebody took Hamlin's candy away. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? Oh, it was NASCAR. F- F-bomb on, on uh, national, national television. Yeah. I, I got a feeling Phelps is going, you know what? Just, just rattle it up a bit, you old timers. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's a young guy like Bowman winning. All right, well, I'm really excited about our first guest. Jonathan, why don't you introduce him? You know, you know Tony really well. Absolutely. Coming to our shores or coming to the little island of Austin, as I call it, uh, this weekend at the Circuit of the Americas is the Speed Tour, which is SVRA, which is the Vintage Racing um, Series, uh, obviously Trans Am and FR, Formula Regional. And, of course, we saw F4 in action uh, last weekend as part of COTA. Uh, but the man we're speaking to uh, owns the lot and is in charge of um, Pirella Holdings, and that is what he has the task of looking after. And I have to say, before he starts, two years, he and John Claggett have kept us afloat during the pandemic, and hats off to he and his team. But, yes, Tony, are you there? I am, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. I hope you guys are doing well. Happy Halloween. Yes, happy happy Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) Now, Tony, um, first and foremost, uh, tell the audience what's happening and what you're excited about for next weekend, because I know I am. Oh, my God. It's uh, (laughs) after coming off the Formula One race to come back a week later, we have in excess of 425 race cars registered. Uh, virtually, we we literally stopped registration. We had so much demand on the vintage side. There's over 300 vintage race cars. Every race group is maxed out. And then we have the Formula Regional Champion, you know, the final race of the season, the three features of the season. And to top it off, Trans Am, we have the largest Trans Am field in our 57-year history. And TA2, wow. there's 51... 51 cars registered. The biggest field we've had prior to that was 38 in Nashville with IndyCar this past week, this Goodness past year. Good, good job, we're at so it's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, you know, when you when we went into the year with the hangover from from COVID 19 last year and so much uncertainty, who would have believed that we would finish with the Formula One weekend we had and then. Now, uh, us coming back to Coda for our, our final uh, race of the season, it's incredible. 
Tony, we're spending a lot of this hour kind of looking back on what was, we just said we got a kind of a mental hangover from what was an astounding <laughs> event. You were there. Uh, you obviously had a different role. You were talking, you know, to, to the F1 folks about your part in that weekend, which is was the F4. Um, but what, were your t- what was your take and what were you up to? Well, far, far and away, um, you know, motorsports is seeing a resurgence at the IndyCar level. Obviously, we are with Trans Am and, and even SVRA. Our F4 race, that was the largest field we've had all year uh, with 33 cars. Um, but the, the electricity, the, uh, the city of Austin, I've never seen it like that. And, and to have that, I mean, Saturday's crowd yeah. looking up on turn, looking up at turn one in the viewing mound was literally, I don't think you could fit another person in there. Uh, the grandstands were carrying a lot of it. I don't know what the actual gate numbers were Saturday and Friday, but they were uh, like nothing I've ever seen on the Formula One weekend. And uh, it just, it just was, it was awesome. The, the kids that raced, what can you imagine being 15 or 16 years old and racing in front of that crowd when your heroes in the Formula One race is going to come on behind you in the afternoon what an opportunity for these kids. And they're, you know, this, they got to start there to get to the big dance. So it's, hmm. it's kind of neat to play a role in their development. And, uh, and there's some serious talent in, in our, you know, in Formula Four and, and, and what, what folks will see this weekend coming up in Formula Regional. Amazing driving talent. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got Jake Benilla coming on, and we're going to get his take because he was in that F4 race. But uh, what a stage for those guys. Yeah. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you something. Yeah. I had I had some friends of my wife's, actually, some some ladies, and they were talking about how they've started watching the Netflix series, and they're getting into racing, and they were like, I want to come out to Coda. And I said, they watched the race this time at, on uh, on ABC and on ESPN, and they said, I want to come out to Coda. When's a good time to come? And I said, now is this the weekend. perfect time to come this weekend. They're like, really? And I was telling them about the access and everything you get with SVRA and Trans Am and everything. And that they were so excited. And I think that, that this is this momentum that we've got at the top level of the sport could carry all the way down. But but talk about the difference between the the limited access and the crazy show of Formula One versus what we're going to be able to have this weekend. Well, you know, number one, obviously the. Formula One has a very tight protocol, as they should with COVID and the bubble, and they've sealed, even if it wasn't a COVID year, you really don't have free reign to walk the paddock. In in our case, our paddock is open, so mm. fans can come in. They can certainly sit in the stands. They can certainly be safe if they want to social distance and spread out. We won't have quite 400,000, I don't <laughs> think, for our, our gate. But nonetheless, what you can do is you can literally walk right into the paddock and get up close and take pictures of the cars and talk to the drivers. And you're going to see at least 60 years of race cars, you know, dating back 60 years right up to the modern cars with with Trans Am and FR, et cetera. And so there's something here for everybody. And we run from starting at 8 o'clock in the morning we literally run till dark. I mean, the last the last race group gets off the track slightly after six. So yeah. <laughs> I think sunsets at six forty. So we have to be done. But it's um, it's a very different experience. I mean, certainly Formula One is is special. You know, the drive to survive TV show I think has made you know everybody says that's made a huge difference. But even in my own family. My younger brother is younger. He's five years younger than me. Could care less. We couldn't be more happy. Could care less about <laughs> cars. He, he, he's not a gearhead. He, he, has, he, he just doesn't care about cars. It's just not his thing. He watched that TV show, and that's all he talks about. And I'll say, hey, we got to watch the Formula One race. <laughs> he wants to come. It, if he couldn't, he couldn't get a flight in this this time. But we, uh, he's he's committed. When, now here I'm in the racing business. You think he'll come to one of my races? He could care less. But but he that's TV show. So it's I'm just seeing such a shift in motorsports in this country. And I, I will tell you, it was awesome. I saw more people of color at this Formula One race than I've ever seen, and that's obviously a direct relation to Lewis Hamilton. So the diversity part of it 
is making a difference. And I, I'm just thrilled to see that, you know, Jonathan, you know, I'm good friends mm. with Willie. Yeah, yeah. And we, we both came away. We both had the same observation that this was really good to see. Uh, and that's that I think that's changing the face of motorsports as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's an exciting time to be part of motorsport here in the States. I just feel, like you said, Indy is robust. NASCAR's not lost its cachet by any means, though. The, the orig- you know, Some of the original audience has gone down a little bit, but that, given its surge over the last 20 years, it's now battling for space against Formula One, Indy, and, and the like. So, you know, I, I, you know, and also there's some good crossover. You know, how many, Tyler Reddick talking about, you know, missing his F1 fix, um, you know, Chase Elliott saying he, he loves Formula One and so, Drive to Survive. So there's some really good crossover. Michael Jordan now joining, and you talk about diversity. You know, Bubba Wallace winning in Talladega. Yeah. You know, winning a race. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are changes. There are changes that they are, it is a coming. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we got a kid named Ernie Francis coming through our ranks. Right. And, um, oh, my God. He's he's just he's seven-time Trans Am champion, so we, give, we make arrangements to give him a shot in Formula Regional with zero open-wheel experience, and he's already won four races this year, and he would have won a fifth, and the, the motor went away on him. So I, I think... Um, it just does my heart good to see the change that I'm seeing. And, and I think it's just the beginning. And I think that change will propel the sport as much as just a general momentum that seems to be happening again. So it's, it's just, it's, I'm relieved in, in some respects, simply because there was so much uncertainty going into the year with COVID and would we be able to have crowds and, you know, next year we're running 22 events. We're back at Indy. Wow. Uh, our schedule's incredible. Uh, but, you know, coming to Coda has always been our year end, and that's where we have our national championship on the vintage side. It's the it's where East meets West mm-hmm. for our Trans Am series, and we have a, a major season finish, and that we have our banquet in Texas. And it's just... Um, it's it's just awesome to see see how well everything's come together this year can when we went into the year with like i said so much uncertainty and tony what i like about the the, the sort of the group of different series you've got now under under your umbrella if that's the right word is the fact that these so many youngsters now have so many choices if i look at jason older who won the f4 race he says he wants to go into nascar but there yeah. he is getting you know potential super license point ernie francis junior seven times a trans am champion has an Indy Lights test uh, this weekend. And is uh, winning in F- F- and, FR America. And is winning in FR Which surprises me, by the way. Yeah. Going from Trans Am to open wheel. And but... he never did karting. He's not a big karter. But, you know, yeah. And he's only 23. He's got a massive uh, future, ahead, future of him, yeah. ahead. Yeah, and I don't know how, how well the test went, but I think he's heading that way. And then you've got young kids who, who potentially could even go into SBRA. That's now becoming worldwide um, a place to go and learn your craft in a very... What, what should I call it? Not laid back, but a, but a very um, inviting environment where people will help you, where other drivers will give you a few tips here. And Tony, it really is a good environment to be in for for for, for youngsters. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of what's happened with with SVRA and Trans Am together. That was the first two pieces we put together, and then we brought in IGT, which is a high end Porsches and Ferraris. Now, Formula Regional FR, you know, the, the mix, there's something here for everybody. And the, the parents, I'm seeing second and third generation drivers. These kids are getting their start. They've been exposed to racing all their life through their parents or grandparents through with SVRA. And they have aspirations to go racing. And now they have some, the speed tour events, that that's what it's about, mixing professional racing in amateur racing we're really the to get it all started if you have aspirations to go nascar racing coming up through trans am or ta2 is a great learning because mm-hmm. the amount of emphasis on road courses i mean we got some super super talent and then obviously with the open wheel side it, even if somebody comes and race with us in f4 and fr what better learning place can they have whether they want to go indycar racing or if they want to go Ultimately, the Formula One, there's so few seats, but 
that this is the path to get there if you live in this country. And and I'm just, uh, it's neat. It's really cool to work with kids that aren't old enough to shave <laughs> and guys that got a lot of, well, guys got a lot of gray beard or white beard uh, on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> and everything in between. It's been, uh, it's and the economics of it really work. There was a strategy behind this that, Putting all the pieces together uh, is a, is a you know just a fantastic place for sponsors to be involved. Our gates are getting large. You know we we're live streaming our races. We're next year we'll be on national TV as well. Um, we ah. just we just uh, we're it's a stepping stone. Each each year we bolt on new things, but uh, you know just just the car show element of our events. We'll we'll have over five thousand different show cars. Oh, that's the a season. Saturday, right? But, yeah, yeah. Saturday there'll be four hundred plus cars there, and something as simple as they come in, they show their cars, they get judged for their class, but then they get to tour the track with their collector car, whatever it happens to be, and they actually drive on the circuit that last week held the Formula One race, and that's, that's they amazing. normally wouldn't get a chance to. It's a neat. It's a neat thing, or the last lap of the day, we don't run too late. So, <laughs> I um, it's just a fun. It makes motorsports where it is accessible. There's it, and it's open to everyone, and and that's what that's. It's pretty cool to have that type of opportunity. If if you have any anything to do with cars at all, this is a pretty cool weekend to to come see. Yeah, Tony, I, this the car show aspect of. The car show on Saturday, but the cars racing in SVRA. Obviously, Trans Am and FR Americas is brilliant racing, but so is SVRA. But the, the car show, part of that, wandering through the paddock, that is one of my favorite things. I, I've owned a bunch of Corvettes. I love seeing the Corvettes on track with Trans Am, but also just love seeing all the old classics. Let and- me stop you there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tony, He's a, this man opposite me is a Corvette aficionado, and I know you are too. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I've had, yeah, I had a few of them. In, uh, I had a few of them in my day. I've had some. My favorites were my ZR1s, the LT5, the 1990s uh, Corvettes. Those were, you know, they were they were 32 valve small blocks that people didn't even know what they were. They would look under the hood and go, "Why'd you take out the stock small block?" You know, they didn't. I loved <laughs> those cars, and they, and they were so fast for the day. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I drive. I'm, I'm a little bit earlier than that. My race car is a 1958 Corvette. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <That's laughs> awesome. It, it doesn't. It doesn't turn and it doesn't stop. But other than that, it's a fantastic it's great race car. Race yeah. car. Hey, we're, we're, you know what, Tony? We're going to give away some tickets to the the, the race weekend, and we're going to do that on our website. So go to speedcitybroadcast.com slash win but we got a good question yeah we're yeah and and we're gonna ask a question jonathan what's the question well no you you're the corvette man okay all right so uh i tell you what here's the question you can ask what you can answer one of two you can ask so what engines were available in the 1958 corvette that tony okay uh has or who designed the engine in the 1990 series the lt5 zr1s that i was talking about either one Pick your you don't want my split screen? Yeah, this, it's called a uh, not split screen, split window. Split window. There was one year. Yes. Name that year. Okay, three questions. Cor- you can answer any Corvette one of those. Split window. Yeah. And you, I usually, Tony, if I'm right, we usually have one in the in the uh, SVRA, right? Oh, absolutely. We'll have some there. We'll, we'll t- have some there for sure. Well, Tony Perella, thank you for coming on the show. I can't believe our time's already up, but uh, we got Jake Bonilla coming on and racing in the F4 series for you. So uh, we'll have him on next. But, Tony, thank you so much. And if everybody wants to look it up, you can Google uh, Austin Speed Tour. It'll take you straight there. Uh, and you can find out all about all the different series that are racing and find out how to get tickets and all that stuff. But you can get close up and really get amongst it. That's the key. Well, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I hope I get to see you this weekend. I'm sure oh, you will, will, Tony. Thanks a lot. We'll find we appreciate you. it. We'll talk right. to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right, well, let's get a break in real quick. And so get some, those questions out again. Yeah, what, so the questions are, what engines are available in the 58 Corvette? Who designed the LT5 ZR1 series in the 90s? And then what year was the split window? Not split screen, split, split window. window. Corvette. Any one of those, speedcitybroadcast.com slash win, slash win, W-I-N. 
and go give us some answers. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll be back after a quick break. Better not get him in. Little old lady got mutilated late last night. Werewolves of London again. Ah, werewolves of London. Ah, Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But, Jonathan, you know why, what makes it so special, the water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right, and they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a, a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Something strange in your neighborhood. This is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Happy Halloween, everybody out there. Oh, oh it's very sad for me. All my kids are getting grown up. Nobody cared about Halloween. It's no trick-or-treating. Yeah. All right, we're going to welcome our next guest because we're very excited. We have a young race driver who just got through racing out of Coda. During the Formula yeah, this One is who I really want to talk front, to in front of four hundred thousand people. We want to welcome Jake Bonilla to the show. Jake, welcome to Speed City, buddy. How you doing, guys? Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Yeah. How scary was it to be on that stage? How fun was it to be on the Coda stage? Oh, it was it was incredible. I mean, looking up into Turn One and seeing all those people, it was a it was a little nerve wracking, but. At the end of the day, it's just another race, so I was very focused. But, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I bet, you, nothing I bet you didn't even think about it. As soon as those lights went out, you were didn't even think about the crowd, did you? Yeah, not really. It was mainly just finding my position and trying to win the race. That's, that's pretty much all that goes through my head while I'm driving. How did it go? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, uh, the first qualifying session, we qualified uh, P7. 
and then oh, nice. in race one we moved up to p4 so that that was really good we've got to have some nice battles with some of the top guys um and then since we finished p4 that race i had the second fastest lap time so that qualified me for the front row of the second race so that was kind of cool being the only united states driver on the front row that uh-huh. weekend that is awesome. And by yeah. the way, uh, for those pure Texans out there, let's let's be qu- quite clear. Jake is on not only because he's come an up and coming Formula One stroke in the aspirant. He is a Texan. Yes, I am. San- I love the represent. Where were you born? I mean, we say San Antonio, but were you born there? Yeah, I was born in San Antonio. I moved out to Bernie, Texas, for a little bit, but now I'm back in San Antonio. Cool. Yeah, you are a Texan. You're another a Pato Texan. award. Ah. Yes, I am. Do you know Pato? I do, actually. Um, I used to go to school with him a while <laughs> back. And it's funny that you mentioned him because on Thursday, whenever we were loading in to the paddock at Coda, I saw him there. So I got to talk to him a little bit. Oh, before. cool. Yeah, it was cool to touch base with him again. And he's got a test at Abu Dhabi thanks to winning here in Texas uh, yeah, for, for McLaren. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Well, listen, you're a good example. Um, We were just talking to Tony Perella about, um, you know, the Junior Series, the FR Series coming this weekend. And obviously we had you guys for the F4. But tell us, uh, tell our audience a little bit about how you fit in on on the ladder and sort of options open to you. Um, So, yeah, this is my second year doing F4. um, And I haven't... I don't have nearly as much experience as these kids. So having the two years in F4 has helped a lot because I've gone to see how the drivers pretty much are when they race. Um, just about like the moves that they do and like the times that they're putting in and just like the competition level. Um, but yeah, it's, it's taken me about two years just to kind of get up with it with the other kids. Uh, but we're definitely excelling at it. I mean, finishing top 10 this weekend at Coda was... Uh, was a really big part of it. Yeah, really well, impressive. Well, so Jake, what was your what did you do before this? What did you do to what kind of karting and what are the racing? What did you do? So, I really have no background. I've just always loved cars and I mean, I've done um like just like street driving normally and then um I worked at a go-kart track when I was 15. Hmm. That's pretty much the only experience that I had and for my birthday, I asked my dad if I could get a, a test in the Formula 4 with the team in Austin. And we ended up doing that, and I did really well. I surprised the coach, and we ended up doing the season uh, with Jensen. Wait, that, that's actually amazing that you had yeah. nothing and stepped into an F4 car and did that well. Because even in your last year, in your first year, you had some a couple of top 10s, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we had a, we had a couple of top 10s, which was really cool, because I know a lot of these guys that I'm racing with, they all know each other from karting and other types of racing events. Uh, so whenever I stepped up in there, everybody was just kind of like, who is this guy? Like, why is he fast? I'm guessing. So, but yeah, I, it took me a little bit to get up to play with it. But once I did, I ended up doing pretty well. So how old are you now? I'm 19. And I see you sitting in what looks to be like a race gaming race. Do you do a lot of sim? I see you smiling. Do you do a lot of sim racing? And- yeah, I do. I love sim racing. It's, it's so much fun, especially if I'm going to a track that I haven't uh, race that in person before it's a really nice thing just to learn the lines so when i get there for the practice days that i already kind of know what's coming up because some corners they can take you well it'll take you a little bit to get down yeah well do you attribute that sim time uh, did, were you doing that a bunch before you raced in f4 last year no so we really got the sim just because uh I, so before i started racing i would play forza and yeah. that type of stuff with like a little remote but once we started doing the uh, Formula 4, I, I thought it was, like, super important to know exactly what the tracks are like when I get there. So well, Sim has helped me a lot with that. Smart. Yeah, I, but I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how someone with no experience could be that good so fast. I mean, obviously, you're just pretty naturally talented. But, well, what kind of – do you do PC racing and, and pedals and wheels and all that stuff now? Or? Yeah, I have the pedals and the wheels. Um, a lot of the time, like, at school, I, I would always get in trouble because I would be – on the computers watching f4 races <laughs> or just kind of getting to learn more things about the tracks i've watched a bunch of like the gt races here in the united states just to see the lines that they're taking just really take it all in just to kind of learn for myself before i got back on the wheel of anything and jake what's your overall ambition i mean what's your five you know five years from now i mean where, where would you like to see yourself if you if you if it all goes to plan i would love to go to indycar 
I mean, those cool. cars are and all the technology that's going into them. It's just, it's nuts. And um, if, if that doesn't work out, I love GT cars as well. So GT3 cars would be amazing. I know it's a little bit of a different road just because there's a, there's its differences, obviously like arrow wise and having more like chassis roll and that type of stuff with sure. the two different, but I would love to learn about both, both series. Okay. So what's next, next year? I mean, FR, FR Americas or road to Indy what's next? So, so what I think we're going to do, so USF juniors is going to be a new series mm -hmm. and that's going to be kind of like the stepping stone into like the Indy um like into indie card those indie um or like usf 2000 indie pro like that yeah. type of stuff um so i think it's so very similar good. to what uh kyle kirkwood did yeah i think it's going to be really good to do the usf uh juniors um and then i think the what kind of car is yeah that? is it an f3 so it's actually it's the exact same chassis that we're using now it's the same oh, okay. f4 um it's just they were i think they're making the series just because the step from f1600 the Lucas Oil School yeah, the, to the Formula Ford, yeah, yeah, to USF 2000 is a really big jump. So they needed something that was in between, and the USF Juniors is what's going to be that kind of like in between stage. Hmm. Are there? So it's the same one. So no, wait, halos or no halos? Um, I believe that there's no halos that are going to be. Yeah, on that these. makes sense. I'm yeah, not completely but, sure what the regulations. But everything are be. above that will be halos. Yeah, I was thinking they were going halos even at the F4 level at some point. I thought maybe next year they might yeah. do it. But anyway, yeah. How about Ernie getting a uh, a test in Indy Lights? Ernie Francis Junior. That's pretty that's, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He he did great in the FR season. So, and especially with the Trans Am season as well. I mean, I, at the race weekends because we were alongside Trans Am. I got to see him just hop back and forth in between both of the cars. I was like, that's awesome. Like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Jake, we were just talking at the top of the show about the interest in Formula One and how it's grown and galvanized in this country. You're a teenager. Um, have you noticed it that people didn't know what the heck you were talking about at first, but now suddenly they've watched Drive to Survive and they get it? Yeah, motorsports has definitely became a huge part now like in the United States. I know that it was a big thing in Europe, and it's just now starting to become a big thing here in the United States. Um, and Formula One and like the Netflix series has definitely helped people to understand kind of what's going on, all the drama behind it and like how it's not just getting behind a wheel and just driving it. There's so much more that goes into it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely starting to are gain you, a lot more popularity in the States. Are you seeing that in your, your age group and, and, and even younger maybe? Yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of people, when I tell them I race cars, they're just like, that's insane. Like, I never, like, how do you even get into that type of stuff? And they always want to talk more about it and just learn more about it. So I feel like a lot of people are getting more interested in learning about it, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, we were looking at all the numbers about the younger audience. I was just thinking that, it, I, I wonder, it's funny, the Netflix series, it feels like it's more of an older audience, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, are, are people talking, the young people talking about that Netflix series? There's a little bit. I mean, I've recommended the Netflix series to a lot of people that don't really have an understanding about it, uh, just so they can kind of yeah. get up to speed with Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen and all of like the F1 drivers, because it's really, it's a really nice show and crazy show that they put on out there, so... So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that are my age that are starting to look into it. Hey, so did you get to be a fan of F1 during the weekend? Did you get, <laughs> did you get, like, they hide them away. I know in the you're paddock. in a separate paddock or anything, but did you get over into the F1 paddock and, and, you saw Pato. Well, that's true. Yeah. But did you get to meet any of the drivers or anything? Um, the closest thing, so on our track walk, on Wednesday, I believe. Um, I saw Valerie Botas, he was there. Um, Carlos Sainz was there. Uh, who, who else did I see? I, I think that was it for the track walk. Um, but in our paddock, they were keeping uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s, or Dale Earnhardt's um, NASCAR. NASCAR, yeah. And um, I know that the McLaren, the CEO, Zach Brown, he said that he would let uh, Danny Rick in yeah. the car, Dakota. So his that car was actually parked right next to our trailer and ah. so we saw him we saw him get out of the little uh cadillac thing and i was like is that danny and then it ended up being him with his cowboy hat on and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's great that oh, that's a good one that outfit was a little over the top <laughs> <laughs> no no not for dan yeah, it was perfect for it was perfect for netflix how about that there you go <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. uh jonathan and I, we did a track walk on wednesday 
Yeah, we did. Actually, we did. We went up to turn 10 to see we, we how they... We didn't tell anybody. Yeah, we didn't tell anybody. But, you know, we wanted to see how the how the grading worked. And uh, you probably know this, uh, you know, Coda suffers from up and down sometimes uh, from bumps and stuff. But I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, you know, you're in a, a very lightweight car. I mean, how did it feel? So going through or going down, uh, like coming out of uh, turn one, mm-hmm. like turn two and three before we get to the S's, there's a bump there on the on the apex that we usually hit. But I was able to find a different line to apex a little bit later going Finally. into there. So, <laughs> it's what Kevin Schwantz has been telling us for years, and he said hey, it again. During, it's the so same for everyone. It's the same for everyone. You you Void find it. you find what works for you. And, and so Jake was that. Did that work for you? Like your driving style, or you know, tell us yeah, so, more about that. So usually with our driving style, we try to apex as late as possible or because for a lot of the times it helps us with uh, straight line braking and stuff like that, just depending on the circuit. Um, But it did really help there for sure. And then going into the S's, the bumps are really hard to miss, but the balance of the car was really, really well that that weekend. We had um, a really good mechanic that was there. So he had everything perfect for when I got there. So when I just got in the car, it felt amazing. And and we'll talk about that a little bit. The setup was you talking about the suspension setup, tire temperatures, tire pressures, all that stuff. Yeah. So the setup, just like the balance, like the way that the car, um, like the stability of the car going over the bumps. Because I know a lot of people were having some issues that weekend with losing the rear end as soon as you get. Oh yeah. Those. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I, I believe that we connected our rear uh, sway bar, so there it was pretty or I think it was stiffer in the back. So as soon as it hit over the bump, it would just catch like right on the ground. And then I was able just to go. Um, but yeah, the car felt great. The temperature was also another thing that was really nice because we um, most of our sessions were in the morning. So we were able, once I was able to get heat in the tires, they weren't going bad very soon. Like usually it happens in Texas because it's yeah. 100 degrees all the time. But but yeah, overall, it was just such a great weekend with setup, with finishing, like in the points and all of that. Jake, I got, can I ask about yeah. that? Yeah, I just wanted to, just while I got you on, I think it's a great opportunity. I'm sure there's some millionaire Texans who are desperate to invest in a youngster like you. Um, but tell us about that side of it, because we all know that motor racing is expensive. Uh, I, I see you've got some sponsors on your hat. You've got the, the, the team shirt on. But how do you go about gathering your budget for, for, for the year ahead? And just give people an insight as to what it's going to take for you to get to Indy. Yeah, so... We try to talk to as many people as possible. Um, fortunately, we did have some sponsorships uh, for the last year and this year. Um, so I've just been going out and just talking to a bunch of Texas-based, because a lot of Texas-based things like to sponsor if they're smaller because they'd like to get their name out there. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the, we he didn't give us any money or anything, but we there's a guy named Herb, and he's one of the Southwest workers at the airport, but he's always been super, super supportive of my racing. And um, he has a barbecue sauce here in San Antonio that's sold at HEB. And we put his decal on the side of the car so we could get as much publicity for him out there. Yeah, but, awesome. Yeah, so that was really cool. But um, yeah, it's, it's mainly just looking for sponsorships and then having my parents backing, which is amazing. They, they've been helping me out a lot. And that's, that's partially why I think doing another year of uh, USF juniors is going to be awesome because now we're going to be able to fight for the championship and get that scholarship to go to USF 2000. Yeah. And that, that, that is a huge part. I mean, I mentioned Kyle Kirkwood. That's what he's managed to do is to, he, he doesn't have, you know, bucket loads of money, but he keeps yeah. winning. And if you can win on that ladder, you can win all the way. And in fact, in um, Jake's particular instance, if you go up to FR, for example, there's a chance for Kiffin Simpson or even Josh Carr to, to win 600,000 from Honda. So Honda yeah. are a big part of all this. They've, they've paid, a, paid a, a big role in helping these youngsters. And now there really truly is an American ladder to success that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay for everything if you can win. Mm. If you've got the talent, it'll shine. Yeah, and there's so many choices right now. I mean, bef- yeah. before we didn't even have F- our F4 and US FR, and FR yep. Americas. We yeah, 2016 was the first F4. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jake, I want to ask you something. So you said you were a big car guy before. Yes. Um, were you a race fan before? Were you watching NASCAR or F1 or anything? I was. So I was a huge NASCAR fan. <laughs> uh, ever since I was little, I've had almost every single Hot Wheels NASCAR that you could think of. I have a huge collection. And everywhere I would go, I would take 
the <laughs> NASCAR Hall Wheels with me, like everywhere I would go. Did you watch and, today? Uh, oh, go ahead. Finish up. Finish up. Oh, today, today I didn't get the chance to. It's been kind of crazy with Halloween and everything. My parents are throwing like a little party here. At the well, place, Hamlin's so. pretty scary. That's worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to watch it today. But yeah, I've always been a NASCAR fan and just a racing fan in general. I just, no one in my family has had a racing background. So we didn't really know how to get into it um, until I started doing a little bit of research and kind of ease my way into things, started to figure out what's going to be the easiest thing because with how expensive it is, um, budget is a huge yeah. thing, especially when you don't have a lot of money to spend and doing well is a huge part. And that's why I feel like I'm getting this second chance or third chance at uh, doing USF juniors is because um, we've been able to do pretty well. All right, you're a big car guy. What kind of car do you drive every day? I drive a Lexus RC350. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's, so it's the two door. Um, I it was my mom's car originally, and um, I I've always just loved the body style because when Lexus came out with that body style, I was just always like, wow. Yeah, the two door is cool. It's a good good looking car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Lexus. Nice. And, um, so I just started customizing it. I mean, I have it on a really aggressive wheel setup. I have it on bags. <laughs> I have a full aero kit for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Little, Finally, little a racing much. driver with some, with some, you know, we, we usually get these boring cars. I know. It's like, I drive a pickup. So you got a little negative camber going on? Yeah, I have negative four and a half degrees in the back. There you the go. He's going, through, then, uh, he's going through a set of tires quite frequently, but go ahead, finish it. Yeah, what else you got? Almost every, almost every month. And then I just, uh, a couple of months back, I bought a 1998 Honda Prelude. That's nice. always been my like dream cars. That's... I was able to find one here in San Antonio. So I've just been working on that, getting it to run, making it look good. I just recently wrapped it. So it's the paint is like looking nice. And that's an investment. That's a that's yeah. that car is gonna keep going up. I've been watching those on Bring a Trailer. Those are gonna start Isn't it going great up. Great yeah, to see all, car guys in their teenagers. Yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I know. Proper yeah, car all guys. My money, all my work money has been pretty much just going into that, just um, getting it fixed up. I've had to just replace a few things just to get it to run properly. Um, what are you gonna are you gonna do? Are you gonna race it? I'm not gonna race it. It's mainly gonna be for show. I like uh, traveling, like in the like around Texas, to take the cars to shows. Okay, cool. Uh, just because they're not, you can make them fast, but the H22 is which the engine that's in it. It's not the most reliable car to do <laughs> like power things to. So um, I'm probably just gonna go mainly for show, and then at some point, if the engine blows up, then I might just do some like little case swap or something for it. Well, Jake Bonilla, look, we are we are completely out of time. Uh, congratulations on a great showing at Coda. Yeah, well done. Really fun to see an American do so well in front of that huge crowd. Are you and... coming out this weekend to, to yeah, watch the FR boys? Boston? Um, what is it for? It's uh, for... for the for the well for the FR your your seniors as it oh, were yeah. the so FR Americans. I might head down there because um, one of my friends, Logan, he's uh, he's going to be racing, so cool. I might head down there just to go and support him. Yes, you're an hour away, buddy. Come on up. Yes, yes, for sure. I'd, I'd love to go. All right. Well, Jake Bonilla, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Very fun talking to Let you. Let him do his social. Yeah. Tell us how to tell people how to find you. Uh, so on Instagram, it's Jake underscore Bonilla. Um, and also on Instagram, it's ZDO Motorsport. That's pretty much the same thing. Those are both my accounts. It's the racing account and then just my main account. But I post on both of them. So y'all can always stay up to date with what's going on. And you got some nice videos on. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice to, to see to yeah. see what you're up to. It's good. All right. Thanks. Yeah, a lot, a lot thanks. of video and um, just pictures that I'm going to be posting up pretty soon of the F1 weekend. I posted a, a few recently, but there's definitely going to be a photo dump of the rest. <laughs> cool. All right, Jake. Good to, good to talk to you, and we'll talk to you yeah. soon. As well. All right. See thanks, you. Jake. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to go straight to break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more. We'll talk a little more F1, too. And the tickets. And, uh, that's right. And the tickets. All right. We'll be back after these messages. You
When you leave the Circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid and dog-friendly with yard games and Crego's Pizza and Wings on site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery. Bold Spirits, Texas Attitude. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters, VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Talk 1370, the right choice. They played the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Karun Chandok, he, thank you, but he stopped by the booth yeah, at he Dakota, did. and he was so excited to see you. I well, he, I've he known him up, since he was 10. Well, he hung around like you were doing other things. He hung around for like five minutes waiting to talk to you. I know. It was very cool. Yeah. Very he is, cool. He is. I, I really like what he's grown into on the F1 on the he's F1 a really Sky nice broadcast. Young man. All right, what else we got, Jonathan? We got about three minutes left. Uh, we are giving away tickets to the Austin Speed go Tour. To our, go to our website, right? Yep. Go to speedcitybroadcast.com/slash/win and ask uh, answer those questions. Uh, just answer anything you want. But the, the, <laughs> the, three, the three questions are all about Corvettes. But Tell hey, us. come out. To, listen, yeah. uh, no kidding aside. Yes, it's going to be a blast. An infomercial maybe because uh, obviously I'm part of Trans Am and I love Trans Am. But you really do get a chance, as Tony said, to get amongst it, to get uh, in the paddock, to bring your daughter, your son, whoever, uh, and, and you know go up to a 1958 Dude, Corvette and have a look at it. This is – it's like I was saying. People, if you've recently gotten into motorsports, Netflix or whatever – this is a perfect event. Yeah. You know, Formula One is this explosion that you're in the middle of, right? But this, you can walk straight in. You know, you got to see Danica Patrick and everybody walking through the paddock the other day, and and you got to be in the you get to be in the same spots as Formula One was last week, and watching and going to see all these cool classics, everything from old Mustangs, but foreign cars like old Alfa Romeos and Porsches, and but Corvettes, Camaros. Everything, Ferraris, Aston Martins, you name it, and uh, all different vintages, too. And, of course, I'm really looking forward to see the lap times on the FR Americas. That's an F3 car. That'll be, what, probably 203, 204 out at Coda. Yeah. Which, something like that. Yeah, and, and it's the, Trans- the, it's the same engines. Off. It's the same engine, the uh, Honda Civic engine, but this has got the turbo on. With yeah, the as the F4. Yeah, the mm-hmm. F3 and the F4, have the, they're both Honda-powered, but they're both the same engine that's in the really hot little Civic Type R that's being so talked about. Hey, we have one minute left. I have to talk. We talk all about Corvettes. Uh, dang, I wish I'd told the producer to queue up the, the RPM of the new Corvette Z06. The red line, this is a Corvette. Right. 8,600 RPMs Whew. in a Corvette. And they have never had, you know, I owned the dual overhead cams from the 90s, right? And those had red lines in the sixes, right? And I had one that was modified, and the red line was in the sevens. But 8,600 RPMs, making 670 horsepower, making it the highest horsepower naturally aspirated engine you can buy in a production car on the planet. Yes, that includes the prancing horses. and You name it. It is the highest. The Stuttgart Maestros? Yeah, but because naturally aspirated. I mean, yeah, the GT3 has a, and and the Ferraris have similar red lines, but they're nowhere near the horsepower. And wow. this is this is truly a, a stunning evolution. I've used that word three times tonight. An amazing <laughs> evolution of the Corvette. And the, the styling may be a little controversial, but the technology behind the new Corvette is really amazing. Really. I had to talk about it because it's just so much fun. Are you going to go and see Tony's to 1958? I will be out there. I'm going to take lots of folks out there next weekend and just have some fun. We'll do a little Speed City work, but I'm going to have a lot of fun out there next weekend and enjoy it. I know you'll be working for Trans Am, but you'll be having some fun, too. Oh, heck yeah. Right, we're out of time. Thanks, everybody. For Been a good in. show. 
Yeah, thanks for Tony Perella for coming on. Tell us all. Jake Bonilla, he was a blast. Yeah, good guy. He, he and was, a car guy. And a car guy. And a Proper racer. car guy. Proper car guy. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Next weekend, we got Formula One, so we'll be up. Well, actually, we'll be up right early because it's Mexico. So tune in next week. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.